You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 11. In this session, we're really diving into uh, some sales process stuff that I think is going to be really, really helpful to hear. Uh, We're chatting about an announcement that Michelle is getting to make, and we are starting to plan for maternity leave, which if y'all know Michelle's journey, it is super, super exciting to be able to talk about maternity leave and planning for that. So really excited for you to listen to this session. And as always, appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being part of our journey and would so appreciate you sending Michelle some extra love this week. So here is the session. Hello, how you doing? Hi, um, I'm doing okay. Definitely better than if we had chatted on Monday of this week. I feel like I just needed to get my life together, and it felt yes. really good when and I. And you would also have been freezing. Um, well, you know, our neighbors were kind <laughs> enough to give us space heaters, and so for those of you listening, we ran out of propane gas unexpectedly, and so basically our heat, hot water, and stove just like disappeared for three days um so we did a little reschedule so yeah, uh, our neighbors, <laughs> little little reschedule our neighbors you know i we now had a power outage this month and yeah. a propane outage and i've concluded that i prefer propane <laughs> outages because you can at least like plug space heaters in your internet still works like i was still able to like function and operate you're cold either way <laughs> that's true really matter <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was nice to like have that back on. And now my like only lingering life thing, I'm going to knock on wood for this one. My only lingering life thing is that I have some sort of like sinus infection or something. Because why not? So I was joking before we hit, (laughs) we hit record that I could barely hear Lacey (laughs) through my earphones. (laughs) But at least you have a, you at least are warm while having a sinus infection. We'll take that. I am warm. Um. Yeah, or we had a job oh, interview yay. today, so we like got Chinese food for lunch, which was like really just nice, um, and like something that I don't normally do. So it's just like a, a light, like a nice Aww. little treat. So it's been a good day. I also took a nap like right before this call, so I'm like a little groggy. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, <laughs> pregnancy, right? Pregnancy, right? Well, I was like, the dogs were like looking at me and they like wanted to lay down. And I was like, I, I hear it. you. I'll lay down with you. I can, I can do that for you, right? Selfless. It's for my dogs. Selfless, it's for of my course. Dogs. <laughs> so, anyways, things Good. are much better. <laughs> much better. You got through it. I got through it. I like don't even really know, like, what is time, right? But like, I don't even know, like, what's happening. But I'm, I have had a couple of days now where like Mila's, Mila's daycare yes. opened again. So we were all shut down last week. It just – what a crazy time. Um, so Mila's been back at daycare a couple of days. And so I've actually like – I feel more caught up on work. Like I'm ahead on scheduling posts again. And um, I feel a lot less in the fog than I did even just earlier this week when I was like – I have so many things to do. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's something we keep so, talking yeah. about is just that it's almost like expectations versus reality. Like expectation is like it always looks perfect yes. and it looks a certain way. And reality is like a lot of weeks don't go like that, especially in like COVID mm-hmm. times and all of that, right? Um, yeah. And you're still fine. You're still getting it done. It's You're still figuring that out. You're still like, – you're ahead with content. Like, True. I think, like, that's where all the trust can come in is that, like, none of those things yeah. are, like, drastically impacting your business. They can be a pain in the fucking ass and, like, annoying. Yes, for right? sure. But, like, the the – just, like, almost like what we talked about last time, like, the process doesn't have to impact the outcome, Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I was telling one of my like mom friends about I think our transfer, our like recent transfer experience because I like wrote a post and I'm going to like schedule and or not schedule. I'm going to share about our pregnancy on Friday tomorrow, which is both exciting and terrifying. Um, And I was telling 
that like my like couple mom friends about our transfer experience, which was like yeah, really yeah. a hot mess. Um, and she was like, I'm not trying to laugh, but like this is something like straight out of like some sort of like sitcom <laughs> comedy. And I was like, that is my life. That is like the most beautiful way <laughs> to describe my life. Like it's pretty good. It's like a little comical, but then there's just moments where like <laughs> what is happening. <sighs> So, and anyways, I think I, there's just a part of me that's just learning I was to like just embrace the same embrace. It's just, like part of the journey because <laughs> it's just right embrace, embrace going back to yeah. the word. Um, that's just like part of the experience, and like you know, there's totally a part of me that's like it's just more fun when it's like a little interesting. But there are definitely times where fun hits mm-hmm. the tipping point of like, um, this is no longer fun. This feels like a lot. Yeah, and again, I think you're totally within your right to have any of those feelings on the spectrum. I think it's just like mm-hmm. the only time that gets detrimental is when <clears throat> we connect that to like, I'm so I can't have what I want. Right. You know, yes. like the so transfer. So it's like just because the transfer was messy, it doesn't mean you can't have what you want and you're obviously getting that, you know? I feel like this is such a recurring uh, theme this season, but it is so important and I want to keep drilling it in. But it is the idea that just because it's messy, you can still get it done and get what you want, right? I think that, you know, that has obviously been such a beautiful lesson Michelle has taught us and shown us so far. And I think it is so beautiful that that was part of her journey to being pregnant this time is remembering that it could be messy and she can still get what she wants. And really her journey in business too. There have been so many life events and imperfect things that have happened along the way, but just knowing that that does not have to impact ultimately us getting what we want. Now it can feel like it on any given week, but in the grand scheme of things, knowing that that process doesn't have to impact our outcome is so, so important. When we make the messy mean we can't have what we want, we're just falling into those perfectionist traps and tendencies, and we're just closing doors and keeping ourselves stuck. So we will keep reinforcing this over and over, but just because it's messy, it does not mean you still can't get what you want. Which is, I love that you said that because that's literally what the like, I, like, I can't share a post without a lesson in it. And that's literally, like, at the end of the post, I'm like, if you take nothing away from this post, it's that it doesn't have to be perfect for yep. it to work out. And, like, I think that's the biggest thing that came out of that that transfer experience. Um, and I've seen, you know, folks share several times of, like, oh, I didn't do all the things or, like, I forgot to take this medication or I, you know, like, forgot these three vitamins. And it's, like, it can yeah. still work. So good. So tell me how you're feeling about sharing the pregnancy. I feel like that's a big thing coming up tomorrow. Um, I, I mean, I think it's going to be like freeing, honestly, which I know we talked a little bit about in base camp too. Like, um, there's just like a lot of like, like lessons that I've learned through this process. And I feel like this has been like a, like a deepening into the work that I do with my clients and I'm feeling like ready to share some of that. So I was like, even recording a love note, um, earlier this week and it's like funny when I like I'm like I've done you know three transfers and had three losses and it feels like there's just a big like piece of like a leg of my journey that's just like totally missing there um and so it'll just be nice to like be able to like have the full thing to share and it just feels nice that I like feel yeah. ready to do that too and that you didn't um, force it like, I wouldn't want to share Exactly, exactly. Because if I was forcing it, there'd be so many tears. It would not be funny. Um, And it was really beautiful too because like I've now shared with two clients that I'm pregnant and like I know those were terrifying emails for me to like send too because, you know, I don't want to like hurt them. Like – um, and obviously we've been talking and thinking about this. Yeah, before you even have the transfer, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was just like they were both so excited and their messages back were so sweet. And it was just like very affirming for me. And and I was actually talking with one of them on a call yesterday and she was like, your message was just like so thoughtful and just like, you know, I could just really tell that you had like thought about it a lot. <laughs> You're like, and you have no idea. She had just <laughs> <laughs> months, girl, months. Um, <laughs> it was like my biggest fear about being pregnant is not. <laughs> is I like having to tell you. Um, but um, 
Yeah. And like, it was funny because she, we'd worked together before. And so she had just done like my, um, like training on like boundaries. Um, mm. And so she was like, I just finished module six on boundaries. And this was like so perfectly modeling that. And I was like, yes, <laughs> like you get to share your story on your terms when you want to. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, it's been, that's been really good. Um, and I feel like sharing it with them individually, like knowing that there is a fear there of like, what if they change their mind? What if they don't want to work together anymore? Um, it feels scarier than like putting it out into the community. Um, and I even had one client who's like, this is just going to make our time more special. Like now that, you know, you're pregnant. And I was like, this is the best. Because that's literally what we were talking about a couple of calls ago about like affirming and deciding. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that just like felt really, really good. And it was nice to have like that good stuff happening while, you know, yeah. the chaos of life was happening too. Well, and I think that it's almost like what's really beautiful to see here, and I'm not like saying that anyone being upset by it isn't valid or is less important, right, but like sure. the, the people that you care most deeply about in terms of this are your really close clients and that mm-hmm. you've almost kind of already crossed that bridge. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like in, in terms of the audience, there's almost a little less pressure there because like, you know, that like the, the people whose feelings you would want to caretake the most in this feel good about it. I think another really beautiful lesson about uh, Michelle sharing her pregnancy and going through that journey is really honoring when she was ready. She's sharing her pregnancy when the time was right and not feeling pushed into it at all. And I think that's so relevant, obviously, to sharing some, some big news like this, but I think it's also just really relevant to anything that we're doing in business is honoring when we are truly ready. I think that we can get so caught up in kind of like what's happening q1 and what plan am i supposed to follow for the business and all of these kind of things around sales and launching and that kind of stuff and ultimately if we're not honoring when we're really ready to dive into something it can feel like so much push and effort if we're honoring when we're truly ready it is so amazing how much ease comes from that so it's almost like Michelle had a lot of, you know, tension early on about sharing the pregnancy, which of course makes sense for so many reasons. But now that she's really honored herself and been through her own process and journey around it, it feels so simple for her to share it. Like it feels so easy, so easeful is what I should say, right? And I think that's really an important thing to pick up on is that when we truly honor when we're ready ease is so present when we're not honoring ourselves in that everything can feel difficult and like a push like if she had had to share this much earlier she rather felt pressured to share this much earlier this might be a very very different experience so just a reminder that honoring when you're ready is not only really good for you but it's also really, really good for your business. And it brings so much more ease to everything you're doing. Follow that above the plan any day. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's funny because like I had that same experience with you, right? Like you shared that you were pregnant right before we started like doing literally and we're just like, hey, I just like need you to know this thing. And I I got to experience what it was like to be on the receiving end of that. And I was just thrilled for you. So, and that's not to say like, like what you were saying, like it's totally valid to be like not 100% of thrilled and I gave so much permission to them and really meant it. And I think that's the other piece too is I also just like hold really good boundaries with my clients and like the conversations that we have obviously are for them. Like I'm not using my client time exactly. as a dumping space <laughs> to process my shiz because that would be like next level inappropriate. Um, and so, yeah, I think just like holding them in that like loving space and – getting to model like you know you get to be a shit show or your life gets to feel like it's falling apart and like you get to keep doing this thing even when it feels hard and it can still work and like just giving them that piece of hope too um which i know is so huge so good okay so really like you're totally ready for tomorrow that's not a thing like you might feel the feels but like oh yeah tomorrow feels like really good and i was like 
hey, Ori, do you, like, care if I, like, put this out there? And he was like, LOLs, you do you. I was like, okay, thanks. Thank you, Ori. <laughs> Thank you, Ori. <laughs> Love that. Average. How many weeks are you now? Um, um, 15? Gosh, 15 on Saturday. Yeah. Which is funny because, like, I've been telling people up until today, like, yeah, like, just 14 weeks this weekend. But, like, it's Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, almost 15. Which is crazy. I like the a lot of the nausea has gone away, so I'm a little like in that weird space of like, am I still pregnant? Like, mm. but I'm just choosing to believe that everything is good and trusting that my appointment that's coming up in like two weeks will just be another routine appointment. Although I'm totally gonna ask them for an ultrasound and <laughs> be like, I know that this is usually just a heartbeat appointment, but we're not we're not doing that. Today. We're, yeah, we're gonna need a little bit more. So. I need to see this. Yeah. Now. <laughs> um. But yeah, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So beautiful. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Mm. Thanks. Yeah, I finally in a place where I'm like, I've like told like a couple of folks, like um, like I told like a couple of my mom friends and um, like some of my girlfriends from college and some friends that I worked with on like a conference team. And it's just nice to like be in a space where like I'm finally ready to like receive folks as like love and celebration yeah. and excitement. Because I wasn't in that place totally. for <laughs> quite some time. And so just like even just being proud of myself for like honoring, like I wasn't ready to tell people because I wasn't ready for their excitement. <laughs> like I couldn't – I just wasn't in the space to like receive that. Um, and so it's just nice to be in a place where I'm like, yeah, it's still scary to like send the text and say the thing out loud um, and still like emotional – like I, was, I had a telemedicine appointment with my doctor today to like try to figure this sinus stuff out. Um, and, you know, I've, like, even felt a little emotional being, like, I just don't want to take any medication that could, like, potentially screw up this pregnancy because it just feels like we've just been through so much to get here. And I'm, like, if that means me suffering for a little bit, yeah. like, I'd much rather do that than, like, risk anything. Um, and, like, you know, not making myself wrong for that. Totally. I think what's so, so cool about it is that like you gave yourself the space you needed, but now you're also in a space where like, it's probably going to be really helpful for you to have so many people know so it can feel real now too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. And it's so funny too, because like with um, my pregnancy with Mila, like I told people when I was like five weeks pregnant and that's when I was so ready to just like tell people and celebrate and like, and I didn't end up sharing it like pub like quote unquote publicly on social media until um around like now-ish time. Um but I had like I would like texted everyone in their home <laughs> <laughs> I would care and I was like, oh my God, we're pregnant. Um and it just like felt really exciting because that's what felt good there too. So I love too that like it gets to change with like what what yep. feels good and what feels right and all of that. Um and so yeah, I feel really good about how I've done it this time around and just like honoring that. And I feel like, again, so many parallel lessons here to business, right? Yeah. Speaking of, also wins <laughs> there too. Mm. Yeah. Um, I started with two new clients Ooh. this week, which is really exciting. I can't believe like we hadn't talked about that yet. I guess it'd been like, I don't know, I guess it's been like 10 days well, since we, we moved last it. talked. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one was a renewal who is awesome and another one's a like new person who's just like so great. And um, yeah, I had my first of those calls yesterday, I think. And it was just, it was so good. And I just like love holding space on those calls. And I had another really good stop the spiral call yesterday um, and an another really good one earlier this week. So like just like a lot of good stuff happening in the business world um, currently. And I also feel like I'm getting so much better at just like having that like money conversation yeah. with folks too in like a way that like feels good to me and to them and just like gives permission around that. Um, and like I'm just learning how to like phrase it in a way that like feels good. Um, and so it's just been like a like a kind of laughable duh reminder of like oh the more you practice it the easier it gets it's so true <laughs> yeah imagine that who knew <laughs> <laughs> who knew who knew um and so yeah like it's just funny it's like literally almost every single conversation ends with like oh this sounds really amazing i don't know if i can afford it and now it's just a really natural conversation to be like listen you're you're not the only one yeah you're like <laughs> most this, of my guys tell you this. they couldn't they couldn't afford it. And then they ultimately decided they just couldn't afford not to. 
So obviously a cool celebration here for Michelle in having two new clients and feeling really, really great about her calls. And I think what she said is so important here and I just really wanna give it a moment of focus, which is the more you practice, the better you get. And she was obviously referencing those money conversations, but you know, I think that that is such an annoying <laughs> piece of business. And it's also such a true piece of business. I think that, you know, we spend a lot of time in the online space looking for every hack possible. And sometimes the hack is just the more you practice, the better you get, <laughs> you know? I mean, I even think about that with like clients and launching and things like that. Like by their third launch, they're just so much better at it than their first. And like, there's not necessarily anything that would have made them that much better their first, except for doing it, you know? And so again, we can kind of chase these hacks or things all the time, or for like the money conversation, we could chase like all the scripts and things like that. But the truth is the more you do it, the better you're going to get. And so the real work there is how you get through the mindset stuff that allows you to be in practice, to be a beginner to let yourself get better and better, right? Michelle truly had to kind of let herself be a beginner there and figure it out and find her footing along the way. And now she's seeing that start to pay off. And so this is just a reminder that sometimes like all of the hacks in the world really don't make up for the more you practice, the better you get. <laughs> and finding the way to do that about the things that are really important in your business and your sales process is so crucial. And that's really what it came down to. So yeah, feeling feeling a lot better about holding folks in that conversation and, you know, giving them their power to decide whether it's the right step for them or not and not making myself wrong for whether they say yes or no. Um, we'll come back to that next week. Maybe I'll be in a different headspace. But for now, I'm feeling really well, good. <laughs> yeah, let's I mean, let's let's try to dive into some of the details there because I think that's really important. But like yeah. Or the one that just converted, like, is that part of the conversation? Like, tell me, like, how that went. Um, it was the only conversation, really, that we had. Um, actually, there was also a piece around, like, letting her, be, like, letting her be supported, mm -hmm. um, which was interesting because in this, the context that we were having the conversation, it was with her partner because her partner had the financial means to, like, help pay for the treatments and the support funds and all of that. Um, and so she was just, you know, feeling really guilty around like asking her partner to like shell all this money where she didn't feel like she was contributing. Um, and it, our our conversation was really around, you know, like just go to your partner and, and express what you want and need and let them support you. And like that doesn't even have to mean like us working together. Just like let them like – affirm you and support you that like it's okay like they've already told you that they want to help pay for these things that they don't care that like um you know that you're that you're not contributing at the same level or whatever um and just give yourself the gift of like being supported even in that way and she went and she had that conversation with her partner and it just went so beautifully and she was just like so excited for like how well it went um and of course, they supported her and were like, yes, like, go get the support you want. Go work with Michelle. Um, and that's ultimately, like, how she ended up, like, quote, unquote, affording it because um, yeah. mm -hmm. she allowed herself to receive through her partner. And so, um, yeah, and I just had another conversation with someone earlier this week who, like, is very much a yes to working together and um, is just trying to figure out the money. And her parents have been helping pay for some of their, like, treatments and stuff. And she was like, maybe I can finagle it and they can – help support, you know, this too. And so like it's it's interesting because a lot of it is tied to like letting yourself receive from yeah. whatever way the money is like coming in. Um, and that was a really nice conversation too because I was like, listen, like we've borrowed money from my parents for mm. all the things. Like I know how hard that is to like be like, does this mean like I'm failing or like I'm not doing, you know, like all the stories that can come up around that. Um, and something, you know, a mentor reminded me of is like, it's just such a gift for your parents to even be in a position to be able to like help mm -hmm. in that way. Like they feel really good about that. Yes. And like the most beautiful gift that you can give them is to like, just say thank you, you know, and like receive it. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously like that assumes like <laughs> there's like a pure relationship there yes, and it's yes, not like tied yes. to things and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, in my family's case, fortunately, like that is, uh, that is the case. Um, 
And so, yeah, it was just like a really good conversation. So it's it's interesting because it's money, but it's been a lot tied to like, can you let yourself receive the money however it's trying to like come into you? Yeah. Well, I think what's so helpful here is like, it's funny because when I said like, oh, was that part of the conversation? You were like, oh, that was the only conversation. And so it's really interesting because yeah. it's almost like you can see how that would have been the gap. Like if you weren't having that conversation and that was the whole conversation she needed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. We're not getting conversions that we want or whatever. But when you're like letting yourself go there and then that's the whole thing she needs, boom, she is signing up. Like that's really cool to see, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because like, again, like especially with the like client that just came on, like it it was about the money, but it wasn't about the money. Like it was this deeper piece of like letting herself receive the money mm-hmm. um, and like invested in herself ultimately. Um, and so it's, it's yeah, it's just interesting because it was the only conversation, but it was like, you know, being able to get underneath that. And I think it's also been really helpful in the conversations for me to get clarity too on like, you know, basically like, are like, are you even a yes to this first? Yes. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. like, that's the first decision, you know, like, is this even right for you? Um, And like, sometimes they like know 100% on the call. Yes, like this is right for me. And sometimes they're like, oh, like, I think it is, but like, I need time to figure that piece out, you know, like, and that's, um, and, it, you know, it's still usually about the money um, and they don't – it's, it's like, hard to separate, like, but, like, how can this be the right step if, like, I can't afford, you know? But the question really is, like, do you even want this? Like, is this the right thing for you? Um, and so that's been really helpful to have that conversation first because then the money conversation becomes a totally different conversation, whereas, like, if they're, like, no, I don't see the value in it, I don't want to work with you <laughs> – like, let's not even try to figure out how exactly. Well, I think that what I notice is like when when sometimes when people have like really shitty sales experiences and stuff, that's the the reason is because the person never took the time to understand does this person even like really really want this and then like yeah how are we gonna support them to that? There's almost like assumption behind it, and so they're trying Mm -hmm. to overcome all these objections that aren't there. And it feels really Mm -hmm. awkward on the receiving end of that to be like Mm -hmm. answering those questions when that's not the thing. So anyway, I think you're spot on. It's like we have to like unwrap each layer kind of thing. Uh And what's so helpful about what you said is about how it was like kind of like she would have answered that it was about the money, but it kind of wasn't about the money. Yep. I think that's most of the experiences that you're probably mm-hmm. going to have. Yeah. And it like what I'm basically learning is that like my sales sort of like process is like helping them get clarity on like, do you even want this? And then being like, cool, now you have to decide like, do, do you want to figure out a way to afford this? Because afford is so like relative. You know, I've had like $100 things where I was like, I can't afford that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like IVF, which is like tens of thousands of dollars where I'm like, Got I it. really can't afford that. <laughs> like, guess what I'm paying for? Yep, exactly. I um, And so, yeah, just like giving yourself permission to do that and, and to spend the money even when you're like, this feels crazy. Like, what am I doing? This is like, you know, I'm like such a like responsible eldest child, right? Where I'm like, my bank account's not supposed to look like this. Or like, I should be paying all my debt off first. Or like, whatever the stories are, right? Of like, how to use money responsibly in society. But it's like, this is just like a moment in time. And like a couple years from now, it will just be a blip. And, you know, I won't regret that we tried IVF to like grow our family. And, um, you know, the money will come back, but like that opportunity won't kind of thing. So, yeah. So that's been – so it's been really good. It's been really, really good. I really want to give you credit because I think what you're doing is what most people won't do actually, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is like you're staying in it enough to get so much clarity. Like even for you to just say that with such conviction of like, oh, I really get what my sales process needs to be mm-hmm. right now and what that needs to look like and stuff versus like, you know, it's so easy to try to like look to other people and learn from them. Like what is our sales process supposed to be? Yeah, what you really did is like double down and look at what's happening with these clients, what's happening with these conversations. What do they need first? What do they need second? What do they need to hear? And now you have all of this like really specific detail Mm -hmm. of like, oh, I need to help them this way. Then we need to have this conversation. Then we have to talk about receiving. Then we have to like, right? And so 
you're really building a sales process that truly like fits your business and your humans, right? All right, guys, so <laughs> this is something I could go on and on about forever. Um, maybe I will <laughs> in a solo episode, but um, for now, I just really wanna point out that Michelle learning her own sales process is so key here. We really need to learn from our own businesses more than we're learning from everyone else outside of our business. And so maybe no one's sales process looks just like Michelle's or, you know, for Michelle specifically, her audience really, really requires a ton of money and receiving conversation because of what they're going through, right? And so even in this example where she kind of realized that that client she got, she said, well, gosh, the only conversation needed with her was actually about money and receiving. Okay, that says a lot. And Michelle is learning that from her own business. She could be taking 20 courses on sales that might not teach her that because they're all teaching how to sell in a way that has worked for their business. But when Michelle can really dive deep and figure out what works for her business, that's the magic. We will learn way more from our own businesses than from someone else in most cases, right? And I'm not saying don't get support, right? Sometimes the support is what helps you learn more about your own business, obviously, right? But the point is to keep your focus there. And I really love that she's getting to see how, in fact, by doing so, she's not only getting a client, but she really was seeing what was wrong there. She was solving the right problem, right? She was really seeing like this money thing is just such a big thing for them. And now she's really solved the problem by being willing to go into that conversation. And that's exactly why she got this client. So remembering that learning from your own business will get you everywhere is so important and especially true in sales. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think something that's like unique to my humans and maybe to like anyone that's like outside of the business space, right, is like my humans haven't gotten on a bunch of sales call. Like, totally. They, like, they don't know what a discovery – they barely know what a coach is. <laughs> like, yes. They're like, wait, so you're not a therapist? I, I don't understand. Like, right. They're um, like still wrapping their head around like IVF coach. Yeah. And so like they're still like – yeah, they're just – they're in like a totally different – Headspace, and I think there's like skepticism about online sales, just like period across the board, um, from just like the last like ten years kind of thing. But um, yeah, they're just like in a totally different headspace. They don't have any idea like how I'm gonna hold them through that conversation, yep. or that I can hold them through that conversation. Um, so yeah, that's been really good. And like I will say too, like I have done the thing where I'm like, give me the sales script. I don't know what what I'm doing, but. Yeah, no, this time I was like, I gotta figure, I gotta, if I wanna do this, I gotta figure it out. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, like, I'm kind of backed into out. a corner at this point. <laughs> like, if I wanna make sales, I need to keep just showing up yep. and holding the people and the things. And it's been really helpful that I've had so many personal experiences too, where I can pull from. And I think this is true for any of us, right? Like, we can look at other times in our life, like, even just being able to recognize, like, oh, I, like I did this, like I paid for an IVF cycle without knowing where that money was coming from and then turned around and paid for a $10,000 mastermind. Do you think I knew where that money was coming Like, no, like I was just like, these are things that I need to do and I know, and like I trusted myself enough to know that it was going to work itself out even though like, you know, sometimes when you say that to your partner, they're like, what does that mean? And you're like, I don't know, but it is going to work itself out. And guess what? It did, damn it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then I quit my job. <laughs> and then I was and like, And then he really do- wanted to know how that was going Right. And I'm like, let's just like do this with half the money. Right. So um, hopefully I'm coming out of my season of like crazy inspired ideas. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. <laughs> Totally. Stay open. And still willing to follow those, right? Like if they come up again. So yeah. And I think that that's a big piece of it too, is like you're not walking your clients through processing anything you haven't had to do or process too, right? And so you can offer that personalized story and things like that too. Mm -hmm. Not in a way to say you must have it look like this, but in a way to just be like, I fully get it because been there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and even just being able to tell my clients, like, I know what it feels like to, like, sit and, like, hold your credit card as you're, like, making that payment, right, for, like, the thing that you're, like, can I even do this? And just being able to tell them, too, like, I always feel, like, 
just like more relaxed and like better because I feel held like after I make that payment, even though like literally my stomach is like churning and my palms are sweating <laughs> as I'm like right. typing mm-hmm. the numbers on the computer. Um, and I, I, you know, I told someone this week, I was like, if you come and you make a payment and you don't feel that way and your whole body just like contracts, great. Like we'll just cut ties and let mm-hmm. you go. Like, you know, like you, you're not stuck. There's no trap here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm like, I have a feeling like that you will just feel so much better and um, just like really good about the decision, especially if you were following your like heart pull to begin with. So yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot has happened. Good. Like, okay. Not even so, that much time. So that's exciting. Tell me in terms of um, like follow-ups and stuff, how's that feeling? Because I know you've had a lot of good calls lately. So I think like just obviously checking in on that is important. Yeah. Um, I have my like spreadsheet and I think that's kind of the next piece that I will like continue to like finesse. So like I have my spreadsheet okay. with kind of like my follow-up process. Um And I have, like, time set aside weekly to, like, check in on that. So basically, like, um, I have a call with them and I send them a follow-up email, like, immediately after a call just, like, summarizing, like, here's your exercises from the call. And, you know, it also usually includes, like, here's information about working together, what I'd love to support you on over the next three months together or month, depending on which kind of package made the most sense for them. Um, and then, um, you know, usually some like words of encouragement. And I, I've started telling them on the call like, hey, if I haven't heard back from you in like a week, I'll just check in, see how your exercises went, see how your decision-making process is going. Um, or if like they were talking to their partner. So just like also having clarity on like this is what this will look like. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, great. That sounds good. Um, and so I usually follow up within a week of the call for that. And then after that, it's like there's like a cadence, but it's like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's like a couple days off or whatever. So, um, yeah, but I like that really just started like super recently, and I like didn't do my I didn't do my follow ups super last recently, week. like super like 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 an organized follow super recently. <laughs> um, I think I made the spreadsheet like two weeks ago, and it's not that I wasn't following up with people; it was just like yeah, it, it wasn't felt chaotic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt chaotic. Um. I was I was thinking about our conversation about witches from our call the other day, and I was thinking about how like my life has just like felt like straight up chaos magic. <laughs> I'm like I am Wanda the Scarlet Witch, um, and I'm like you know it's probably time for Wanda to like learn how to harness harness her powers, and that's like what I'm working on too. Yes, so. totally. Um, so now my spreadsheet is like less chaos, more organization, which is good for my brain too, because there's not as much um, decisions that I have to make every time. Yes. And it also like really fits like how we were talking about earlier, of like if you have a crazy week or if shit happens or whatever, like you have this other really locked in thing that mm-hmm. makes it easy to keep up with that instead of it being like a crazy week means I don't follow up. It doesn't have to mean that. Okay, so in Michelle's sales process, her next piece to focus on is really follow-ups, right? She's very clear on that. We're very clear on that. But what I really want to talk about is how it can feel so, like it takes so long to lock in each piece, right? But it pays off so much long-term. So it was like Michelle focused for a while just on getting the calls. She's been focusing for a while on really injecting a lot more of these money conversations and objection-related conversations and content in. Now she really needs to focus on the follow-up. And it can feel so arduous, I think, when we're in it. And like it takes so long and we just want to be there. But ultimately, what she is truly building here is a well-oiled machine that will keep working for her over time because she took the time to nail each of these pieces. And while, again, it can feel like it takes forever, let's say it takes you six months to fully lock in and build out a sales process in your business that allows you to get people on calls, have successful calls, have great follow-ups and have conversions. Well, six months is like literally nothing over the course of the lifetime of your business, especially if what you walk away with is like an incredible sales process that fits you and your business and is full of ease and that you get. So just really wanted to share that because I feel like there is this way in which most of us won't stick stick with it for that long. And so 
we'll actually kind of like burn it all to the ground and then go try to build something else since we're wasting the six months anyway. But just really watching Michelle get locked in and stay diligent about refocusing on and building each piece one at a time, I think is really, really important. And maybe your timeline doesn't look exactly like hers. That's not the important part, but it's, are you building a well-oiled machine where each piece locks in place? And are you taking the time to do that? Or are you chasing the thing after the thing after the thing that you think will make it happen faster? Because truly this can feel slow when you're in it, but it is not only what can make the process faster, but it's what will make your growth way faster. Because if you have a sales process that is locked into place and can grow with you over time in your business, you're absolutely unstoppable at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm like still trying to figure out like, okay, look my, when I said, <laughs> ironically, when I set up my follow-up process, I was like, this is just me sending emails into the ether and no one's responding. <laughs> like, because normally like when a client comes on board, they like will respond to like one of my first emails and we move forward and, and that's that. And so I'm like learning to play in the space of like what happens with the clients who like spend four months in mm -hmm, this like waiting mm -hmm. period or decide to take time to like try a transfer and see where that lands them and all of that. Um, and like what happens when they respond in the middle of my follow-up process? Like does that count towards like our communications or like do I send them another email? So like so, like silly things like that that my brain's like, what do we do with this? And like that's your magic right now is like trusting yourself every time to be like, oh, a new thing. I'll figure it out. Oh, a new thing. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Like that's where it gets exciting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that happened the other day. Like I had sent a follow-up email to someone and she like – she was someone that I was going to follow up with again last week but didn't. And then she responded this week and I was like, wait, wait, where are we now in the follow-up <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. It's just – yeah. It's just funny. <laughs> I feel like all of this is just like – you deepening self-trust, right? Whether it's like you learning what the best sales process is for you or learning what you do in certain situations with the follow-up or learning what you do on a crazy week. Like all mm -hmm. it's setting you up for is the knowing that even when this baby comes and life changes and whatever, like you have so much trust in yourself to keep running this business, right? Yeah, for sure. And and like, I mean, there's definitely the part of my brain that goes <gasps> – but we don't know what that's going to look like or like how we're going to like figure out. Right. You know, there's, there's that whole piece too. But like, I also know if I can remember, Hey, every time it's like a learning process, yep. mm -hmm. you're taking the same lessons, you're just applying them here. It's going to take a little time for you to like learn. Like if I pivot to like, you know, doing like Voxer only sessions during yep. leave, so I can still have some clients, but I'm not having to like commit to being on yep. calls or something like that. Um, being like, I can still learn how to sell that. You know, yes. like I can figure out how to do that. Um, That's why it's so magical too, because now you have built the evidence and the trust of like, oh, I could figure that out too, because I already figured mm -hmm. this out as opposed to it being like, well, someone told me how to do that. So now I have to go find someone else to tell me how to do that. Like that's where it yeah. gets dicey, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um. And yeah, like, and the, the reality is, is like, if I decided to like, you know, pivot my strategy at some point with like, not necessarily pivot, but like, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to like shut down face to face one-on-one -on -one at this point, and I'm going to move to like selling my course or selling Voxer only sessions or whatever, like, it may happen by maternity leave. It may not. And that's okay. Cause at the end of the day, like I still learned how to do this new thing, yep. but I also know how to like come back to get on the Sabbath call with me, learn about yes. working with me through the joyful journey. Um, and just like remembering too, that that's like a temporary season, mm -hmm. like everything. It's, that's basically what infertility has taught me. Everything is a temporary season. Yes. And business really. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. So what feels like next? Obviously follow-up process is huge, but like what else kind of feels like on deck for you right now? Um, let's see. A couple things that are coming up for me. Oh my gosh. I've been thinking like, I just listened to your wrap up call with Erica and I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> like you next. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> um, and so one of the things that I was like, Hey, this would be a good thing to ask Lacey. It's like, uh, as the season comes out, 
is there a way that I can like communicate with you? Not necessarily like to get coaching because I want you to have like your maternity space, but I was like, man, it might be really nice to like be able to like <laughs> be like holy shit, least, like or even to like share messages, like if people reach out or whatever. And that was this was something that like came to my mind. Yeah, you're welcome to email me. Like obviously, like I will probably be slower to respond and all totally of that. Fine. But yeah, totally. Mm. Totally fine. Okay. I will try not to like super bombard your email, but I was like, oh, this would actually be really nice because I realized like I'm going to be the first literally person that like isn't in constant communication with you when the season's like rolling Yeah, yeah. Mm. I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that'll be interesting. <laughs> well, it'll come out before I go on maternity leave, so. Oh, yeah, that's true too. So yeah, we'll yeah. have like, we'll have like the early, the early episode. Yes. First. Yeah. So um, you'll be like getting used to it already by then. Mm. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so that's something that came up. And then I, like, I guess just like starting to like think about a game plan of like what I do want to do with maternity leave, like how, yeah. like kind of how long I want to continue to take. Cause like, you know, right now the clients that I'm taking on for three months, like we're working together through March and in like a month or two, we're going to be edging up against, you know, this baby being born. Um, and so just starting to think about like, and like obviously if I'm going to start selling stuff for maternity, like if I want to do some stuff during maternity leave that's like less um, like FaceTime, but yeah. I still want to like, I like have to like, I feel like I should start planting those seeds like earlier so that people have time to like sort of like warm up to the like pivot from get on a stop the spiral call, like talk to me because I like at some point I'm going to be like videos not. <laughs> We're not yeah, doing yeah. that right now. Um, so yeah, I think that's the other thing that like comes to mind. So I think like most important thing is to be like, what's the three month cutoff? <clears throat> mm-hmm. I can give you that as a to do. I mean, obviously you could quickly figure it out, but I think like just knowing like what's your date kind of cutoff is yeah. really helpful because then um, we can kind of decide like, cool, does that feel good? And I think like that would give us plenty of time to make that pivot then. So it's almost like full steam ahead until that three-month cutoff, and then mm-hmm. that's, like, our pivot point. Does that feel true? So <laughs> something I just want to share here, which I think is really, really good to see and also kind of an annoying thing about business, too. I feel like that's a little bit of a theme this session, right? Um, is that planning for big things like maternity leave typically starts six months in advance, Right? Whether it's maternity leave or like a big trip for you or time off or something, well, I mean, not any time off, but like a big chunk of time off, right? Um, A lot of that planning does start six months in advance. Um, My maternity leave planning, I mean, basically started the moment I found out I was pregnant because when we have businesses that we want to keep operating, run like a well-oiled machine, there are so many pieces that we need to think about and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Like as you can hear when we're talking about it, there's nothing crazy or overwhelming here at all. It's just having the foresight and the planning in place now because when it gets crazy and overwhelming is if you wait till right before, (laughs) right? So when this whole thing would be crazy and overwhelming is if Michelle waited till about a month or two before maternity leave to start planning or if you want to take a couple months off of business where it's going to feel absolutely messy and crazy and impossible to do that is if you wait until the month before you want to do that. And so yes, this can be annoying, but it can also be really, really helpful to see that you can take big breaks in your business. You can make these things happen. You can absolutely go on maternity leave, right? It just does require that forethought and advanced planning. And when you can give yourself that, you are also giving yourself so much ease. I am so grateful that I started planning when I did because I've had so much ease building up to maternity leave. And I know Michelle will be so grateful that she's starting to plan now too. So just think about that in your own business. You have really big things coming up that maybe you need to start planning for six months in advance or Do you need to remind yourself that like you can have whatever you want. You can take the months off. You can have the maternity leave and nothing has to stop you from doing that. It's just about giving yourself the space to prepare for it. Yeah. And I think, oh gosh, uh, 
Yeah, it's like end of March, early April really runs up against that. So like April 1, would we say, or something like that? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that would run through. Like if we started the the first full week of April, that would take us through like the week of July 4th. And your due date is July 23rd. Okay, that's plenty of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it gives like a little buffer and Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, and if like baby comes early, you you just have to do what you got to do because you can't, you can only control so much. They come, Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. They come when they come. Um, So yeah, so April 1st. So that's really exciting because it basically gives you two months to know like all in on Mm -hmm. filling these, but then it also gives you – Three months to warm your audience up to yep whatever we to whatever's Boxer, coming or blah, blah blah yeah 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 which I guess I should spend some time like feeling into like what do I want my maternity leave to look like because um, like you know if I did Voxer it would probably only be like a couple of clients like I wouldn't want like a like the full like eight client load like that would feel. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little overwhelming because I also know when I don't have FaceTime calls with folks, the Voxer messages get longer. So um, I don't want to like, you know, overwhelm myself there. Um, Well, also remember too, you can set really clear boundaries around that too. Yeah. Like you can be like, you know, up to three messages a week, no more than 10 minutes each or so. I'm just making that up. But like, you know. Oh, my people usually only text, which is nice. So. Fortunately, it's not audio messages usually. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yes, the audio messages would 100% need a need some sort of boundary. And we would want that. Like even if you know they don't typically use that or whatever, like yeah. we would want to build all that in just so that you felt like really yep. clear that that wasn't going to go awry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And then so the, the two things that are like currently coming up as like potentials is like a couple of Oxford only clients. Um, and, um, like, you know, selling my free from infertility course mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I use with my clients, um, which will be kind of fun too, because I have like always used it with clients and it's like available for purchase, but I've never like spent time selling that. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I think it's like $111. So like speaking of affordable, like it's way more affordable than my one-on-one coaching and like a lot of good gems in there and like information and just like a a process to like help them organize their like thoughts and all the things. So yeah. Well, I think what makes sense about that too is that one can probably like upsell into the other. Yeah. Right. So like you can talk about both, but like obviously like the course could easily be like the VIP option is with Voxer or whatever. And so those can like yeah. fit together really well. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense to tie them together in that way of like you can upgrade to a Voxer. And that way it's this. also like a little less on you, I think, too, because they're getting this other like learning while they're at it. Yeah. Yeah. And even just like, yeah, I was just thinking too, like even if, you know, I put something in there where they could upgrade, you know, up to 30 days, like – after they purchase at this rate. So like if they get into the course and they're like, man, it'd be really nice to have someone to like process this with, they could like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. be like, hey, can I, can I come on in? And um, that's nice too, because it doesn't feel like they're picking. Like what we never want them to feel like is this or that kind of thing. Like, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We really want it to feel like this and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the two like are really complementary together too because um, like if I did a Voxer only option, it would include the free from infertility course because part of why I created the free from infertility course is because I was having the same conversations with clients over and over again around certain topics and I was giving them similar exercises and having to like re-explain those over and over was just like a really inefficient use of our time. So instead I could just be like, hey, go watch this, listen to it. You get to keep it forever so you'll always have this. Um, and that way I'm not, you know, explaining this exercise for the, like, 150th time. Yeah. Well, I think that's good because it's basically, like, you can buy this and then you can upgrade to this or you can buy all of this. So mm-hmm. those work really well together because there's never a time where it would be, like, one or the other. 
So one really important sales strategy piece that I want to talk about here is that we really want to be careful not to have competitive offers in our own business. Like, so the way I usually say it to people is like this or that isn't really a good sales strategy, <laughs> right? Because now your audience has to decide between two of these offers from you and you're basically your own competition, <laughs> right? So that's why with Michelle, we'd wrap Voxer into the course and vice versa. Like the Voxer is an upgrade from the course or if they do the Voxer, they get the course because they aren't having to make this or that decisions. They get to make a buy or don't buy decision basically or start here, start there kind of decision. And it is much simpler. When we become our own competition, number one, obviously like that doesn't serve us in terms of sales and conversions but it also doesn't serve us in terms of really showing up as the expert who can, you know, minimize decision fatigue and overwhelm in our audience. So we know Michelle's people are already very fatigued and overwhelmed because of the process they're going through. And so anything that we can do to be the expert and minimize more of that decision fatigue and overwhelm is absolutely crucial to the sales process. So just wanted to share that and really want to encourage you to think about that in your own sales process. Where are you in competition with yourself? Where are you asking people to make a this or that decision? And how can you shift that so that your offers actually all align really well? Maybe one flows into the other, one is an upgrade to the other, whatever that is. But finding that flow where your offers really wrap into each other and don't compete with each other is going to make your sales process so much easier because your clients or your potential clients are going to feel so much better on their end from that too. Right. Like you're, you're either buying the course and you're either doing the full like VIP package now, or you get 20 days in and you're like, oh wait, it would actually be really helpful to have this like extra. Whatever. And then we like credit it or whatever. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I really like that. I think like the biggest thing that feels like the gap to is deciding like in those three months, do you want to start that or do you want to sell one month packages? Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like in I April, sure we do. have to stop selling three months. Yep. But do we go right into selling this or do we sell one month for a little bit? I mean, I I would like – I think like to do some one month packages. Okay. Um, like I – I think at that point, like, I would still have capacity to continue doing the Southwest Marital calls, and I could basically tell folks, like, listen, I don't have capacity for three-month clients at this point, but, like, happy to, like, walk alongside you through your retrieval or through this transfer or, yeah. what you know, whatever kind of space they're in. Because the other thing about the one-month packages is, like, they can be stacked on. So, like, I just had a client who bought a second one, um, and so, like, they could, in theory, go up to that kind of like first week. I could just basically say that first yeah, week yeah. of July is my cutoff for like I'm not doing calls after this. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I could keep doing stop the spiral calls. And I guess the the question then becomes like how do I like start to plant the seeds for like, hey, free friend fertility course, Voxer, Voxer upgrade or like full package while simultaneously continuing to promote stop the spiral calls yeah. I think what you could do is like really in April, that's still the focus is stop the spiral calls. And then like yep. maybe halfway through May-ish is when we really start to make the okay transition. The transition. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it'd be really helpful for me to – like now that I have kind of like a process with the stop the spiral calls, although like I think I have – I need to go promote these more because I have a spot for next week open. Um, so I need to start filling those up again. But something that I could start working on, I always say, as I have time. And then the universe is like, LOL, you have no time. Um, <laughs> well, but um, yeah, and start maybe making that's a priority, like mapping like, out a plan for that. Yes. Which like, we, still, we, we still have time for that, right? Like, 100%. You know, oh, I see. You were saying as time allows to map out the plan, not to book the call. Um, both? I don't know. 
I was going to give you a little bit of a hard time on the call thing and be like, nope, that's your priority. So like you do have time for that. So it's just like, right? Oh, oh, yes. No, the time thing was about the plan then. Okay, good, good. My brain is computing now. (laughs) No, I'm going to go tell the people to book their calls Yes, um, and spend more time talking about that now that I'm also back in stories. Um, Although honestly, like I don't even really know where my people like, you know, like I talk about it a lot in stories. I also mention it in a lot of my posts and stuff, but like they could just as easily be seeing it in an email. They're on my email list and they like see the PS on the Wednesday emails and they're like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to do this. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Usually like shit has hit the fan somewhere in their life exactly. in their infertility mm-hmm. journey and they're like, okay, now it's time. <laughs> Done. Just um, seeing it at the right point of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my job is to keep putting it out there so they see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what I would say is, I mean, like you can just do like a very basic plan now, like three months up to April 1st, April 1st to May, whatever, 15th, we go yep. one month package, May 15th to July 1st, we really focus on Voxer. Like, you know, you yep. can just be kind of broad there, but at least like okay. that gives you when you're creating content or when you're thinking about what's next or whatever, you have these really clear timelines in your head. Yep. And and really what that's probably going to look like for me is like going and creating content specific to talking about whatever that thing is. Because I've started – we talked about this a little while ago, but like I'm starting to get in a system where I'm able to like recycle a lot of my content, um, especially like that like nurturing content yeah. that's just like educational or supportive or just permission giving. Um, and so basically like instead of like plugging in like joyful journey objection content, it starts to become like free from infertility course, like exactly. Voxer support and how that's beneficial and all of that to you. And so all yeah. I would need to do is create the content around that. And then similar to the stop spiral calls where I have like six to eight-ish posts that I like basically just recycle every couple of months. Um, and then as I add more, it gets longer. Yep. Um, I could do that with whatever the thing is that I'm selling. Exactly. And what's nice about like knowing that that's still, you know, far enough out but coming is that like when you have little pockets, you can do that. Like maybe you write one – yeah, little blurb about that or whatever. It's just like you're making that easier for yourself knowing that like that's something we're going to have to do instead of like scrambling last minute. Yep, for sure. Um, yeah. And so that's also a sales page we probably want to look at <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it too. Um, but again, that's so good. But there is a sales page. What, it exists. Yeah. And also just see what having the plan triggers. You're like, oh, okay. So I would need yep. these content blurbs. I'll probably need to relook at the sales page. But like, yeah, that's all really good now because we're like months out from that. And so it's just like cool to see. But, you know, you can now put that in your project blocks. Yep. As stuff that you want to work on. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, what project block would that fit in? Like there's there's content blocks. And now that I'm getting ahead, I could like use that exactly. content time for this. Um, even like in the sales block, like the sales page might go in there. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like a, a like, relook at I the sales page. I don't think I have a sales block, Lacey. Maybe I need a sales block. Yeah. Where Maybe Where's follow-up going? Um, what did I add? Client – no, not client communications. I don't know. Maybe I do have a – I, have to I think you do. Categories. Go check. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that there's something. <laughs> Isn't it good that I created categories that I can't even remember? But I know that I'm getting everything done that I need to. Listen, again, <laughs> process, outcome. Like you, you can be imperfect. You're still going to get done. But yeah, yeah, like just starting to weave this in there I think is really helpful because it's going to make you feel really proud, you know? Yeah. Like even if I just like blocked out an hour each week for future planning. Exactly. Just, like that would be – it doesn't have to be like I'm following the system to a T because 100%. the reality is like I'm not going to follow. I created a system to feel good – for my brain to feel good, but I'm not going to follow the system and right. that's okay. As long as um, that has room to get done each week and you don't feel yeah. like – Last minute, you're like, oh shit. That's all. Oh no, there's there's totally room for it to get done. I think like Mm -hmm. I added up the hours that I'm working in my business right now, and it's like 10 to 12 hours a week. Yeah. You go. (laughs) I'm I got some time. And you know, I don't even have to fill it all. I just got time to do that. So yeah. Good, good. Okay, cool. So let's get started on that. Um, keep me posted. Let's get that plan together. You can share it with me. Again, it can just be like that broad for now. A rough outline. Yeah, we'll dive in. Awesome. All right, beautiful, my dear. I hope that you have a less 
eventful week and <laughs> I Thank hope you. you feel better and I will talk to you soon. Yay. Talk to you soon. Bye, Lacey. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.